You're listening to the British GT Fan Show. This show is for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, redistributed or used in any other form without permission. For more information about this, please visit our website www.bgtfshow.co.uk or contact us via our social media at bgtfshow. Hello and welcome to this episode of the British GT Fan Show, where we'll be taking an in-depth look at the full entry list for the Silverstone Showdown, the showcase event of the year for British GT. The British GT Fan Show is hosted by Sarah Smith, alongside resident British GT expert Nicholas Smith and Andrew Brightman and Gaz Jacobs of the British GT Fans. So it's time to talk about the entry list for Silverstone next weekend. Uh, The list that we have at the moment is currently still provisional. Um, So there is subject to a couple of changes potentially being made. But we have a couple of things before we start looking into the nitty gritty. Just as, you know, hints for anyone who likes stats. We are up to numbers. So media day, full season entry was 35. We actually have 37 cars definitely entered, uh, which actually makes this the largest entry in some ways. Uh, So certainly the largest GT3 entry since Donington 2014, which also had 21 entries in total. We also have a number of GTC entries, which actually makes this the largest entry for GTCs since Croft 2007. The Aston Martin Vantage record of the most single GT3 cars of a single manufacturer has also been broken as we now have nine McLaren 720S GT3s entered for Silverstone, beating the previous record of eight cars, which was also Silverstone back in 2014. We do also have a complete TBC across the board. Uh, which isn't included in the 37 entries. So potentially there could actually be 38 cars appearing. So without further ado, let's take a look at the actual entry list. And let's start off with the GTC entries, as they are their own category. Uh, So we have four confirmed entries here. Uh, kicking off, we've got the number 13 entry, which is a Scott Sport slash John Dillon Ferrari 488 Challenge, which will be driven by John Dillon and Phil Quaif. 488 Challenge is a properly sorted racing car. Obviously not on GT3 pace, but it is. I mean, I've watched the race that they had at Imola to start their season, and they were setting decent lap times. John Dillon is British GT alumni. He was very quick in an AF Corsa GT3 car about five, six years ago. Phil Quaife, obviously a sorted pro. Uh, Ironically, last time I saw him racing, he was racing a Citroen C1 in the 24 hours. Um, But, 
you put Quaife in a car and it's going to go pretty pr- pretty quickly. Um, looking forward to seeing this one. Look, of all these GTC cars we're about to talk about, it's um, GT for announced for next year. They're trying to make a, the GTC cars much more. Um, try to try and bring them into the championship. So having this gives a chance for people to watch them by YouTube um, to see what they're like and get a bigger bigger understanding of what they actually are, what they look like, and hopefully get to see what they can do. So for those who might not be aware of kind of where GT sits, GTC sits uh, kind of within the British GT uh, stable, uh, why don't we just quickly have a chat about that before we move on to the remaining three confirmed entries? GTC should sit between GT3 and GT4. Um, eligible cars are normally the kind of like one-mate races, Ferrari Challenges, Lamborghini Super Trofeos, Porsche GT3 Cup cars. Um, so they may have more power than a GT3, as in like the Lamborghini Super Trofeo, but maybe a little bit less aero, and are normally driven by more amateur drivers rather than the you know for allowed for this year silver silver pairings you might find in a gt3 car you know that they they should be sitting around the tail end of the gt3 pack or just or just in front or the top of the gt4 pack the move from the sro to make the gtc category more attractive for next year is a very clever one because what they're doing here is, I mean, they are obviously they're trying to make a class that we've had for as long as I've been covering the championship, but we haven't had entrance in it for most of that time, a bit more attractive and it's going to open up diversity first thing. But the other thing it's going to do is it's going to give a place for all of the 991 Porsche Carrera Cup cars that are currently entered into the Porsche Carrera Cup GB, a place to race next year when they are replaced by the 992 Cup car, which will be going onto the onto the Toka package. So there is a full grid of cars there, which historically have either gone to GT Cup or Brick Car, which now can come to us and 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 still race in a top flight top flight championship with decent coverage. Decent, a decent TV package, etc. So it, it is quite clever. They've they've timed this right, and with the economic climate that that we're facing as well, running a GTC car, I mean, no racing's cheap, but it's a way to get pace that's approaching GT3 without spending GT3 money. Thanks a lot for that, guys. So let's take a look at another entry that is on the list. So next up, we'll talk about Simon Green Motorsport, uh, also in a Ferrari 488 challenge. They'll be racing in the number 24 with drivers Lucky Kara, Lee Frost and Ross Wiley. Yeah, this one's run by Simon Green Motorsport and people that have followed club level endurance racing for a while will know the name and people that have also followed um, Ferrari Challenge in the UK, which isn't a particularly well-followed championship. It's, it's set up more for the, for the racers and for the fans. 
and also Porsche Carrera Cup GB. They, they've done some racing in that. I know them pretty well from when they ran a Jaguar XK that they built themselves in Brickcar, and um, their their big draw was Freddie Hunt, James Hunt's son, was their 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 their, their big name driver. Um, Lucky Kara Lee Frost, I'll be honest, don't know much about them. But again, 488 Challenge car, it, it's, it's a sorted platform. These two drivers are pretty good. The other thing, of course, is that Ross Wiley is the third driver in this car. We know Ross of old from, from British GT, and he's going he's gonna to perform pretty well, especially up against... The um, the silvers and the pros in the in the final stage of the race. Lucky Care has been around for a little while. It's um, mainly in sort of club level, and also doing the Ferrari Four A Challenge as well. I think he actually won every UK round this year, if I've remember correctly. Um, he was also out at. He's been doing the Porsche Carrera Cup, supporting the Toka package. And he's also been on GT Cup racing a Ferrari, his Ferrari as well. So he's definitely had plenty of experience this year out and about racing. Uh, I think it's a little incident that's less than where he crashed into his teammate, but I'm sure he does want that mentioned. <laughs> um, but no, we, um, to have, again, his GCC card to see what he can do. Lucky's obviously giving it a good step up. Having two teammates, being the only three car, three driver pairing, gives him a slightly different strategy uh, to play with, but See how they go. Just been doing a quick bit of research about the the this um driver these drivers. Both uh, both uh, Lucky and Lee seem to have come out Kumo BMW racing, club level racing. Um so they obviously know each other from there and they've come they, they've gone up through the ranks. Um both been doing Porsche Carrera Super Cup, stuff like that. Um Genetta GT4 Super Cup as well. And then, of course, we've got Ross Wiley, who, you know, makes a welcome return to the championship. Now, this could make, what you just said, could make this this quite an interesting class at Silverstone, because if these two guys have cut their teeth in Kumo BMWs, that's, that's a proper elbows-out championship, that is. Yeah, you sometimes have to be a little bit forceful to make. Elbows, knees, shoulders, toes, irons, everything in that championship. So, um... Make sure your brooms are ready when these cars come out on track, then. I'll make sure my guys are well stocked with brooms. <laughs> make sure Gaz will be out there sweeping. No, I ain't. No. I'm, I'm, I'm well past that now, mate. <laughs> the other two entries that we have in the GTC class are both Team Parker Racing entries. We don't have numbers as yet for them, uh, but it's two Porsche Carrera Cup cars driven by one pairing of Justin Sherwood and Ryan Ratcliffe, and the other, a pairing of Carl Leonard and Tim Bridgman. Not, um, Justin Sherwood isn't someone that instantly springs to mind for myself, mainly because I don't um, take much notice of the Porsche Carrera Cup GB in this, um, but he looks like he has been... um, Racing for a while in that, so he should be well acquainted with the car. Ryan, and again, Ryan Ratcliffe, um, you know, he was a British GT um, kind of stalwart for a few years, so uh, he should know um, how to, how to negotiate the uh, the traffic if need be. So 
can't see any can't see any issues with the with that with the, with, the, with that with that pairing. The only issue I can see is that Ryan is a silver, um, and it's entered as a pro am entry. So what we're actually looking at is silver am here. It will give us a good indicator of of next year when silver am actually becomes a class. Uh, the other car, the Carl Leonard and the Tim Bridgman car, we're looking at two guys here that have both won the Porsche Carrera Cup GB Championship, a hotly contested championship. They know the car brilliantly well. They've obviously pedaled it pretty damn quickly because you don't win that championship being slow. The one thing that they don't, appear to have experience of is sharing a car and that's going to be a bit of a learning curve but team parker racing running both cars them spreading out to run three cars after a not exactly stellar series running just the one bentley for the for, for the year might give them a bit of an issue but team parker are they're a pretty sorted out team this this could be good and Having multiple cars in GTC for the first time in pretty much as long as I can remember and having a battle in, in the third class, going to make it a lot more interesting. I just hope the TV pictures pick up on the fact that we've got three classes and don't just focus on the battle at the front. So let's take a look now at the GT4 lineup. We have a grand total of 12 cars entered in this class, which is the biggest outing of the season. So we've got the normal full season regulars, a couple of changes which we'll mention along the way. Uh, so first off, we have actually got three Valve entries in total. So in addition to the full season entry, we've also got a return of the number 22 McLaren 570S GT4 with Jan Klingenberg and Warren Hughes behind the wheel. And also the number 20 has been announced. Also McLaren 570S. Uh, this one will be driven by Lars Darman and Charlie Hollings. So let's have a chat about them. Got a Pro-Am race. Yay! We've been hoping for it all year. Now we've got four cars in Pro-Am. So this should be give Mia and you and a good little race now. Obviously three of the cars, or the two of the cars, their own teammates, but... With Jan and Warren coming back after their one trip to Donington so far, well, they did okay. Lars and Charlie will be their first time out in British GT. I think Charlie has previous British GT experience. If I'm talking it, I think I'm talking correctly. So it'll be it'll be it'll off battle against another car. We'll talk about in a second. Um, Lars Diamond is a new one on me, but a quick little bit of a uh, Google search on his name says he has a lot to do with. Uh, in the lot to do in the design industry, uh, and okay, yeah, Car um, Charlie Hollings, um, again, I believe, or also believe he's, he's been, um, he's competed in the championship before, so a welcome return to him again. Um, hopefully, you know, we'll be able to give a uh, give a nice little race with with Mia and Ewan, along with the uh, along with the other pro am entries in, in the in the uh, in the category. Yes, Lars Darman has come through pure McLaren, which brought us such talents as Mia Fluitt and also um, Jan Klingenberg. 
Charlie Hollings, obviously not a slow driver, and he has raced with us before in in a McLaren as well. The return of Jan and Warren, I said at Donington Park that I was very impressed by what they achieved. So, yeah, we're, we're looking at actually having a battle in GT4 Pro-Am. There is another car that's uh, slipped into Pro-Am in GT4, a little bit further down the entry list as well. So it's actually going to be a four-way fight in, in, in the Pro-Am class, and that makes me very, very happy. I hope this is a sign of things that are to come in 2021. Well, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit now and move to that Pro-Am car um, because that then tidally means that we've we've dealt with all of the Pro-Am entries for GT4. So Century Motorsport number 42 um, is back in their BMW M4 GT4 with a different driver lineup this time of Rob Weldon, who's joining for the first time, and Andrew Gordon Colbrook will be driver two of that car. I thought I knew the name Rob Weldon from somewhere, and I and I, and I had to go searching for his name. Uh, he's an ex, um, well, say ex. Uh, he's an LMP3 racer in the European Le Mans series uh, this year, and and he has been. He's also uh, taken a third overall third in the championship of the Radical European Masters as well. So uh, this guy knows how to pedal a car. Um, should be he should he should do well he should do well in the uh, in the in the BMW. He's not just an LMP3 racer. He's part of, frankly, the absolutely mind-blowingly astonishing performance that United Autosports have put in this year. Um, and he took the title in the LMP3 class of the European Le Mans series this year. So, yeah. I think the only thing that might trip him up is that A, he's lost a bit of power, and B, he's lost a lot of downforce stepping down to GT, GT4. I'm kind of hoping that this might be a precursor to potentially seeing UA in GT4 next year, because if a UA customer's dabbling in GT4, hopefully we might see him next year as well then we might see United Autosports providing the services that he needs to go racing. Just me re- the sort of seeing two and two and making 726 out of it. I'm Angus Fender. I'm a McLaren GT3 driver for Two Seas Motorsport, and you're listening to the British GT Fans Show. So now that we've seen that there's going to be a bit of a, a spicy battle, hopefully, in the Pro-Am championship uh, for the last race of gt4 let's move to the silver class entries so returning entries of speedworks motorsports number 23 their toyota gr super gt4 of sam smelt and james cowell and the century motorsport 43 bmw m4 with ben hurst and adam hatfield their driver lineup has stayed the same a little bit now uh, we've already talked about both hhc entries uh, as part of our championship hopefuls, along with the Academy Motorsport 61, uh, where Matt Cowley will again be joined by Will Moore for the last race of the season, and the two TF Sports. The additional lineup here in GT4 is we have a third Aston Martin Vantage AMR GT4 
this one belonging to Newbridge Motorsport and James Dolan, and will be driven by James Dolan and Alex Toth-Jones. Again, two welcome returns back to the championship for uh, two 2019 runners. Yeah, so the car has been running a very fetching purple livery for Bluebell Wood, um, and it's been it's been doing it's, it's been doing fairly well. So I I think it may be a maybe a toe in the water maybe for for Newbridge Motorsport hopefully, um, and you know never never know put up a bit of hope we could we could see these guys back here next year. So James and Alex have both raced in that new Porsche uh, championship that supported a couple of our rounds, along with. Uh, jumps across the BTCC as well. I think James is actually winning the championship off top of it, if I'm correct. But and Alex has um did the did the first half of the season then pulled out to drive this uh Newbridge car the last couple of rounds of GT Open with a different teammate. It's, it'd be good to see how they get on. It's James's first time in the Aston because last year he drove the McLaren with uh Tolman and also he's been then raced the Porsche this year so Interesting how he goes. Alex has a years and years and a half experience of the car, so he'll be he'll know what to do with it. Newbridge Motorsport isn't a name that a lot of people actually know. They're they're more common in in club level stuff. Um, they I first saw them in brick car running Porsches that they built themselves. They then moved on to more formal Porsche Motorsport built Porsche racing cars. Now they seem to have switched their focus to Aston Martin. The Vantage AMR GT4, James Dolin of Tom and Motorsport fame. He's a pretty handy peddler. Alex Toth-Jones didn't get the results that his talent level deserved previously. And the team, and so they are, they are established running the Aston Martin GT4 product. They also are unique in the world in that they are the team which runs the only racing Aston Martin Vulcan. So they were the car which took the Aston Martin Vulcan to Spa for a brick car about a month or so back. It's a well-put-together effort. They always turn out nice cars. The guys that they put behind the wheel of them can usually pedal them pretty effectively as well. This one could could be an upset for a result on a result on the timing screens if not a result in the championship because of course they're not entered for for the full season so they won't count for points really it doesn't matter in terms of the championship where these guys finish but a strong run from these could see a more formal effort next year given that the team were advertising full season drives in british british gt4 at the start of this year and didn't get a package put together. I think it's fair to say that this is a precursor to a full championship sometime in our near future. So that brings us now to the GT3 entry list, which, as we said earlier, is the largest GT3 entry since Donington in 2014, uh, where we're actually matching it with 21 entries. So starting off, joining the Jensen Team Rocket RJN number two, driven by James Bolden and Michael O'Brien. We also have the Jensen Team Rocket RJN number three. Exactly the same car, a McLaren 720S GT3. It's been driven by Chris Buncombe and Jensen Button. 
James Baldwin and Michael O'Brien have had a pretty clean year this year. They've not done damage to the vehicle. But they've not had teammates, so I feel the need to inform them that the first rule of motorsport is don't hit your teammate. The second rule of motorsport is definitely don't hit your teammate when your teammate is the two team bosses out for their first crack in a GT3 car in British GT. Uh, Jensen Button, his first crack in a GT3 car at all. Chris Buncombe, his first crack since 2018 when he did race with RJN in the Nissan GTR. Looking at the number three car, I mean, we've got a, ironically, an experienced AM, and in terms of GT3 racing, an inexperienced pro. So whilst Jensen, of course, is a world champion, he's a super GT champion, I think he could be leaning a lot more on Chris than, than is usually the relationship between a pro and an AM. F1 world champions, I do tend to be quick in anything they seem to get into. So I think Mr. Button, welcome to the championship from us. Um, we'll do okay. He has been out in the car this week having a test in a very wet Silverstone, but he has said car's great fun to drive and he can't wait to get back out there. And it's just brings the fact that he's in the championship it just brings a whole new level of exposure to the championship. Um it's a shame, yes, fans can't be there. Um, but hopefully he sort of might have made a small hint in his little interview he did on the Via British GT's uh, social media there. Possibly might be back next year. So we'll see. Welcome back to Chris Bunkham and a very, very, very warm welcome to some driver called Jensen Bouton. Never heard of him. I understand he did all right in junior karting in Britain, but he's he's not done much in the UK since. I, I, I also hear he did very well in that um, sports car feeder series. I can't remember what it's called now. It, it puzzles <laughs> me. Um, yeah, uh, gentlemen, very warm welcome. It's nice to have a, a world champion come and join us for uh, uh, the, the the prestigious race of the year. Um, yeah, all all the best to him. You know, I honestly think that they should be somewhere at the front, I would, I would have hoped, um, if not on that front row. But we wait and see. We, me and Gaz heard a few rumours of the fact that he was going to be appearing at Silverstone, but we didn't hear the rumours of the fact he was going to be actually in his own car with his mate driving. So this is a, just a, it was a big surprise when the announcement finally came out. It was a, subtle, a few subtle hints by Button on his social media overnight to make it obvious, but I say it's F1 world champion in British GT for championship at last. And I do feel the need to say here because not this year, but in previous years, I've 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 written some things about the way that the big broadcasters ignore any sport that isn't Formula One. Now, Sky, and particularly Sky Sports F1, have actually been really good this year in covering stuff that isn't Formula One. They've covered IndyCar, they've covered... I mean, the Spa 24 Hours was on Sky Sports F1 last weekend. And that was during a Formula One race weekend. So they've been really good, but they've also put a lot of money behind other forms of motorsport. Of course, they've, they've backed me a fluid all year. 
They've also backed a Ferrari that's been running in GT World Challenge and the Intercontinental GT Challenge. They've Sky Tempestra Racing, they've backed that. And they've put a large part of the funding behind Jensen Button coming to, to British GT for this one-off, along with Intelligent Money uh, private clients or personal clients. I can't remember the exact name of the sub-brand of our title sponsor. But it's great to see a massive company whose focus for years has been Formula One, Formula One, Formula One, actually investing in in bringing attention to a series which isn't necessarily on everybody's radar. Okay, so we have the run racing number six, um, full season entry of Ian Loggy and Yama Berman in their Mercedes AMG GT3 next on the entry list that i can see and following that we have the return of the beach dean amr number seven aston martin vantage amr gt3 uh, this time we've got andrew howard and charlie eastwood driving and they're of course a pro-am entry so let's have a chat about that definitely a car that should have been out more and more in my opinion um Andrew Andrew Howard is, is is has been a stalwart of the championship for well since I've ever since I've since I've started watch started watching it um, and uh, and he, he you know it's just not the same without without the Beach Dean car going around um, and it's good to see Charlie Eastwood coming in and uh, taking that second seat for with him so uh, all the best to them. Um, Unfortunately, I don't think they've done astoundingly well in the, in in the in the showing that they have had this year. But um, let's hope they do better. Having Andrew Howard back, it's it's not really the British GT Championship if we don't see Andrew Howard a couple of times during this, and he's been a long time stalwart of the championship, and it's great great to see him back again. Charlie Eastwood, as his co-driver, was supposed to be uh, Valentin Hasclo. Um, but obviously that's not not happened. I'm guessing probably because of COVID travel restrictions. So Andrew, I suppose it, he'll make do with one of the guys that won his class at Le Mans this year. Um, Charlie, a, a pretty good sub. I expect reasonable things from this car. I've, I made the mistake of expecting great things from it at uh, Brands Hatch and that didn't come to fruition. So I'm not, I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, this one's a shoe in to win the race. Um, but that being said, I wouldn't be surprised if it did end up on the podium because Andrew will have done work between his last appearance and now to improve his grasp of the car and up his pace. It's, ni it's nice to see the car. In fact, it's great to see the car. Um, and hopefully this is a this is an indicator that things are returning to normal for Andrew and we're going to see the car more next year. Hi, I'm Michael O'Brien, professional racing driver for McLaren and I'm delighted to be joining the guys on the British GT Fan Show. Go and check them out and uh, yeah, you won't be disappointed. And be sure to check out British GT Fans on Facebook and fans of British GT on Instagram and Twitter Next on the entry list, we have the Team ABBA Racing number eight, Mercedes-AMG GT3 of Richard Neary and Sam Neary. Now, of course, they were unfortunately taken out of the running 
uh, due to issues for the Snetterton round. So it's good to see them back. Uh, then we have the two C's Motorsports 9 and 10 returning as normal. Uh, and also the two C's Motorsport number 11. Also a McLaren 720S GT3. Also blue. Uh, this one will be driven by Alfazel Alzubert and Martin Kodrick. We're now going to call this team 3Cs because they've got three McLarens now. We probably should have been calling them 3Cs from the start because at the start of the year they were saying they wanted to run three. So if it's, um, news came out, they're running the third one. That was for a team new. Suddenly, have another 720s that's going to be running at Silverstone. Good luck to them having three GT3 cars flying around, with one of them possibly in contention for the Silver Silver Championship. They should have a normal weekend. All three could be up there, challenging for the race win. It's going to take your pick, really. Alfaiza Al Zubair is not a stranger to the. Um, British GT paddock having raced in uh, F3 a few years ago. Uh, and uh, Martin Codrich is a, he's a quite a very rapid um, McLaren driver. Um, has been out in uh, International GT Open and uh, um, been doing some of the International GT, um, um, con- sorry, inter- Intercontinental GT Championship uh, races around the world, um, especially the uh, Bathurst 12 hour earlier this year. Um, it's a bit of an unknown with Alphys Alzubair, um, but Martin Codrich should be able to pedal that thing around fairly quickly. So, you know, should should we should see them somewhere at the front? I thought Alzubair is is a a proven GT racing driver. Though he's won the Porsche GT3 Middle East Championship twice, so he is not going to be. Not going to be the slowest person we've ever seen in a GT3 car. I doubt he'll be straight away on the pace. I also listened to what Andrew said, and I sat there thinking, I'm not going to go on a two-seas ramp because I was very impressed with them at Snetterton, and I'm happy that they are they are having success financially as well as potential success competitively. But with the year that they've had, I wouldn't be pushing it further out myself. That being said, they run a race team. I don't. Um, so they probably know more about running a race team than I do. Oh, I've been putting a bit too much pressure on them as well, saying the fact that they could be up there, up the front. I forgot there's 21 GT3 cars. <laughs> and some of the cars we've not even talked about yet are making one-off appearances could be up there, it's um, to break the top 10 actually might be lucky. Uh, it's going to be a, I think, a good race for them to, to be honest. I'm now looking at it really, so we'll see. Oh, certainly when I say up the front, I mean somewhere in the top 15. Feels strange to say that, doesn't it? Now, <laughs> after all this year, it's like it, top it 15, really does, yeah. But this is a thing that we've got to, we've got to consider. I think it's almost possibly harder for anybody running a McLaren this this coming weekend than it is for for potentially for other competitors. 
because for any one McLaren to win the race, first, they've got to beat eight other mechanically identical cars. It's it's like trying to stand out in a in a Formula Three race or a Janetta Junior race. You're all running identical kit. You've got no car advantage. You're not supposed to have much advantage anyway, but not going to be. Oh, please don't, please don't bring in the discussion of uh, what our good friends in Marshall Britt podcast land call hashtag BOPness. Too early for our. Rec- at the time of recording, it's too early to know what the BOP weights are for Silverstone. Normally, we when we do this, we normally film it. Uh, we normally record straight after an event, so I normally have information to let everybody know. But say because we're, we're, the way we're recording this time is a bit different, so I don't know what the weights are going to be. All the cars are yet. The next entry on the list is the returning WPI Motorsport number eighteen full season entry of Michael Igo, who again is going to be partnered by Andrea Caldarelli in the Lamborghini Huracan GT3 Evo. That driver pairing seems to be the quickest driver pairing of that car this year. They've had the race win at Donington 1, the, the two-hour race, and obviously at Snetterton, they were really quick there. So that seems to be the definition of a perfect driver pairing for that car this year. So they will and say, we'll, say we want to be up there Going to be re aiming for top five, probably, I would say. We are likely to be treated to a resumption of the wonderful battles we had at Snetterton between Andrea Caldarelli and Yelma Berman. The two absolutely top draw factory drivers that were going at it absolutely brilliantly uh, during the sprint races at Snetterton, of course, with the added jeopardy that at least for second, possibly even for a title. This is for a championship because the two cars we're talking about here are in the fight for Pro-Am. So it's going to be great to watch this car and how it reacts to the other cars around it. I'm looking forward to this one. Another new entry is up next with the Balfe Motorsport number 19 of a McLaren 720S GT3. This one will be driven by Sean Balfe and Rob Bell. Not being biased, but my favourite cars are back. Yay! Um, so I did pick these guys to win the championship this year, so I'm quite happy the fact that they've made their, they're going to make their appearance this year. It's only one race, but it's um, we get to see the Red Rocket out and about. Currently, actually, they're having a little warm-up race this weekend at I think it's Barcelona they're in GT Open. So they're not going to come into this race cold. They'll have another a bit more experience. Um, this is one of those cars. I know it's a one-off, but they could be up there challenging for the race of this race. Absolutely agree. Um, we know these guys are rapid. Um, Sean's been out in, in out in his historics and he's going out and doing a race in uh, GT Open. Um, yep, fully expect them to... Not just be in the the top end of the, um, not just be at the front of the field, but actually be at the top end of the field. I'm not going to try and say anything against that because I don't plan to be lynched by my colleagues next time I see them. So the next car on the entry list we see is making a return to this season, which is the Ultimate Speed slash Michael Brown 
Aston Martin Vantage AMR GT3 with Michael Brown and Matt Manderson back behind the wheel. I really hope these guys have been out and getting some practice because lovely to see another Aston Martin GT3 car in the field. Nice to see names that, as we said last time, we're not massively familiar with stepping up, but their pace wasn't brilliant at Donington Park. Um, there were times that they were struggling whilst interacting with GT4 traffic. I, I say I do hope they've they, they sped it up because we now have a class between the GT4s and the GT3s, which if they were still struggling to get ahead of the GT4 cars, they're going to be right messing with the battle in GTC, and I don't want to see that. We are, however, lucky to have them back. It's a great sounding car. If it's in plain white livery again, it's not necessarily the best looking car, but it sounds great. And another GT3 car, I'm never going to turn down. Even when we do have 21 cars, isn't that lovely to be able to say? Since Donington, they have been out and about with it. Um, they're actually out this week at one of the um, GT companies that do a lot of testing. Um, so they've been out, and it's now in silver again. Uh, that's the car they usually color they usually run in with um, their cars. So it's definitely not white anymore. It's 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 now silver with I think a blue blue stripe along it. That was the, that's the color that Ultimate Speed have always run before silver with uh, with with a blue blue stripe that wraps around the back of it. So since last time we saw them at Donington, it, which was only their second weekend with that car, they've had to say they've been out and about. Hopefully, the, the testing they've actually been at Silverstone with it, give them a bit more experience. They'll have a decent setup to start the weekend off with, and hopefully, prove that they're a bit faster than the GTC cars. And mixing it with the, um, it's mixing it with the other GT3 cars this weekend. I certainly hope so. I, I can only go on what I've seen of, of them with that car, and I haven't seen them testing, and I haven't seen them racing at other locations. Yeah. Again, I've got to, I've got to, um, I've got to agree with the sentiments of um, Nick and Andrew here. I really hope this car has been out testing, and and the and they and the drivers have got a bit more um, time with the car. Um, we really need them up there with the GT3s and and not falling falling back into into GTC and GT, uh, GT4 traffic. We also see the return of the Stella Motorsport number 30 next weekend uh, in their Audi R8 LMS GT3 with Richard Williams and Senan Fielding behind the wheel. So the next entry on the GT3 roster is the number 38 of TF Sport, who are bringing an Aston Martin Vantage AMR GT3 to the fold for the last race of the season. This will be driven by Giacomo Petrobelli and Tom Canning. Obviously, Tom Canning finally making his British GT3 debut as the outgoing GT4 champion in the Silver Cup and overall. Uh, it's not his first run in a GT3 car. He was out at Spa last month with GT Open, not with the 24, though. Um, so he's got some experience with a GT3 car and he's made his debut on a circuit that requires 
let's say, greater equipment than Silverstone does. Um, Giacomo Petrobelli, I, I mean, he's had a six-year break out of racing. I've seen him do a lot with Ferraris and his set and the other. I don't actually recall him winning any championships, but I know the name and I know the name off the top of my head, which means that he's always been near the front if he hasn't won anything. So I'm hopeful. And of course, TF Sport, if they could, I might be reaching a bit here, but if they could win on their only GT3 race in British GT this year, it would cap off a year that they're likely never to forget and for the right reasons as well because they've had good success this year. And um, just as Nick said, uh, Giacomo Petrovelli is a, he's a name that rung familiar for me and, you know, and to, and to find out he's coming back in after a six year break from racing to do this, to do this race. Hopefully it um, points at a, uh, a few, a, a little bit of a test for maybe a future for a future entry. Um, but um, yeah, it's and let's 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 just wait and see. But and it's also uh, good to see uh, Tom back in the championship and getting his GC3 debut, like he should have done this year, anyway. In addition to returning races of Team Parker Racing number sixty-six of Nick Jones and Scott Malvin, we've also got the Ram Racing sixty-nine of Sam Dehan, Patrick Kiyala. The Barwell 72 of Adam Ballon and Phil Keane and the 78 of Rob Collard and Sandy Mitchell, all championship contenders that we've spoken about already. We've got the Optimum Motorsport 96 of Lewis Proctor and Ollie Wilkinson, also on the lineup for the Silverstone 500. And two more Optimum Motorsport cars. We've got the 68 and 77, both McLaren 720S GT3 cars. The 68 to be driven by Mark Crader and Alex Mortimer, and the 77, Brendan Iriba and Ollie Milroy. Let's talk about these. The Brendan and Ollie were supposed to be driving a GC4 um, McLaren. That was, um, that was announced beginning of the year, but with COVID, that obviously situation changed. And they've been racing around in GC Open with um, Optimum. So if anyone's seen it, I believe it's the red and black car that's got the... Um, Oh, Gaz will know the sponsorship on the side of it. Um, so that, that'll be seen. Alex Mortimer is a former British GT champion of GT3 and GTC. So he obviously he's had previous experience, but that was about that was like 13, 14 years ago. Mark Crater, I'm sorry, the name I don't know off the top of my head, but it's probably going to be a decent peddler. The Pro Am effort in both of these cars. Yep. So it's just this adding to Optimum's. Contenders, they running three GT3 cars, like two Cs. It's uh, going to be interesting for them to do that. And but it's just, it's it's good. Again, it's one of these things. We've got all these new cars, and we're loving it. The car that Brendan Ereb and Ollie Milroy will be the Inception, the red and black Inception car. Mark Crado is actually a an ex radical, and he's now an LMP3 racer out in um, European Le Mans series. Um, Alex Mortimer, I must admit, is a, is, a, is, a, is a new one on me. I didn't recognise him from his championship wins, but it's always good to see a returning championship come back in. Um, Brendan, uh, as far as I could tell, is actually 
one of the founders of, of Oculus VR. So, um, and has been doing a lot of cup racing around. So we know he can. We could. We know he should be able to pedal a car around, and he's also been out in international GT Open, along with Oli Milroy. So you know, I I would I don't expect them to be at the back uh, or either of these cars. Um, so you know, let's hope they can mix it up and make make things interesting. I'm not going to comment on the driver lineups of these cars because, quite frankly, you two have have, have covered it all, and I'm just rehashing what you said. <coughs> I am going to point out that this is absolutely remarkable i joked at the start of the year that we're looking at the british the intelligent money british mclaren championship a minute before the cars roll off from the grid there will be 15 mclarens parked outside the pit lane in in at silverstone of course to hit that number i am including the safety car, but I'm stretching only a little bit. It, it, it's just, it's amazing that one manufacturer has gone from almost complete complete British GT obscurity a year and a half ago. We had one McLaren GT3 car last year. That didn't take part in the first round. The year before, we had occasional entries by a McLaren. They are by far and away now the biggest manufacturer in British GT. As a, manuf- as a manufacturer, it's a turnaround like no other. So we have one more entry left to announce, which debatably could be that we've saved the best to last. Um, not true. It's just it's the last new entry on the entry list. But I'm sure a lot of people will be really pleased to hear that Garage 59 are entering the number 88 Aston Martin Vantage AMR GT3 with a driver pairing of Alexander West and Johnny Adam. Again, I think another another pairing that we know can can pedal a car well. Um, Alexander West uh, is normally seen out and about in um, what is now known as GE World Challenge, um, and uh, yeah, out in the Intercontinental GT Challenge as well, um, running in Pro Am. So you know, he, he, we know we know we can we know we can get a car around the circuit and 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 do well, uh, and it's always good to see again a returning champion in Johnny Adam. So you know. Again, front of the front, somewhere near the front of the field, I'd expect this car to be. He's had a busy old year, um, Alexander West. I've, I've just done a, a, a search of him. Um, he finished on the podium at the 24 hours of the Nürburgring. He unfortunately didn't finish the uh, 24 hours of Le Mans this year. Um, He's also been on the podium in NLS. He's had a race win in World Challenge Europe, uh, claiming the victory at Imola. Uh, He's raced in 
the European Le Mans series, Intercontinental GT Challenge, and all of these, with the exception of his GTE exploits, have been with Garage 59. He knows the car, he knows the team. Johnny Adam is he's like a bigger turbo. You bolt him in and it has more power and more speed and more grip and it goes like you know what off a shovel. Um, this one's going to be an exciting entry. Garage 59 are a proper, proper racing team. And I reckon they're going to be taking the fight to the front runners. It's fortunate for the likes of uh, Phil Keane, for example, that this car doesn't qualify for points because it would just be it would be a bad joke if Johnny Adam managed to steal the points that Phil Keane needs to win his championship. <laughs> well, that's it from us after our detailed look at the Silverson Showdown's entry list. Join us at the weekend where we'll be bringing you all the action as it happens. And of course, we'll be following up with our post-Silverstone review. Until then, thanks for listening and see you next time. Thanks for listening to the British GT Fans Show. Remember, the show's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, redistributed or used in any other form without permission. For more information about this, please visit our website, www.bgtfshow.co.uk or contact us via our social media, at BGTFshow.